Today is Monday, September 18th. The Yankees just had a winning week. They went 4-2 and two on the week. They won both series. Ended on a bad note, but pretty damn good week. Let's talk Yanks. I have an interesting fellow coming on after the break. His name is Jimmy James, John Boy, whatever. Well, this guy went from like 300 followers to like 2,300 followers. His name is John Boy, the Yankee fan. All right. So we're back. Another week in the books. Another winning week in the books. We got over the 15 game, over 500 mark, and then we're back to 14 now. We said we wanted to win both series. I think we said, I think both of us said we thought we may lose the Rays series, then sweep the Orioles. We both, hey everyone. Hey, um, oh sorry, I'm John Boy from, I'm John Boy, coming to you from California. Got Jake, coming to you from Denver, two transplanted Yankee fans, originally from Connecticut, New Jersey. And uh, now we're out west, but we still follow the team, and we're here to talk. We're we're coming from everywhere. I was I was at the game today. I was in Long Island this weekend. I'm back in Denver now. Uh, pretty beat up. I, fish, I officiated a wedding. That was wow. pretty neat. Wow! Shout out to Ryan and Gabriella. That's pretty crazy of them to let me do that. But how'd you do? I'm pretty, I'm pretty good. It's like eight out of ten. Did you make any I, jokes, or did you keep it classy? I kept a couple. I was going to make a couple jokes. Um, but, I mean, that was, I wasn't trying to bring the house down with jokes. You were platforms? Like, you should have showed up in Spice Girl yeah. platform form shoes. That was my joke. My the, Probably the loudest laugh was the the reason they had me up there, so they looked taller in pictures. <laughs> I got a good, pretty good reaction. Jake's 5'2". Well, nope. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, five seven? No, no, maybe. Oh, come on! I'm five seven. We're both short. Both short We're guys. Both short. Um, but yeah, a good good week for the Yanks. We like the sunny the sunny gray loss at City Field. I I was talking about how I was kind of weirded out by the whole City Field thing, and that was kind of I know time, but that's kind of what I was picturing. Like I knew it was going to be a New York crowd. I I knew I don't know we were just gonna be in those games and like that that was just such a weird loss like Sonny pitched incredible from like <laughs> except his first pitch and his last pitch pretty much <laughs> but the bookends was one of the best games he's pitched so I I don't know good week good week overall I mean it's what we wanted but it. But when you take the first three against the Orioles and they look that bad and you got Sonny going, you want to win that fourth. And you were at the game. Yeah. And, man, it's just little things in baseball that add up. Two, two out hits. The, the, the <laughs> Clint Frazier jump catch that I'm sure we're going to talk about. We'll just table that for the end of the show. Uh, we'll get there. But yeah, it's just things things you can't do is, you know, the crowd's going for there's two strikes, two outs. Runner like casually takes off. <laughs> like I think Machado was on first and started doing like a two out stolen base run and then they poke one down the line, that scores another run. Next thing you know it's 5-1. So but um it's good good to be in the stadium. Is that your first good. game this year? Bleacher. Yeah, first Yankees game, yeah. The uh, bleacher creatures still got it. Everyone pretending they know each other. Um, just some of the craziest collection of people you'll ever see. So that was pretty good. The roll call is uh, is genuinely one of my favorite things in sports. Like I think that's really really cool. Yeah. 
Yeah. I, I know it's like the Yankees thing, but if I was another fan base, I'd totally try to steal it. Yeah. All right. Let's go into it. We're going to start with our swing and bunts. These are the small, not big news of the week, but they happened. So let's let's ease into the show with some swing and bunts. Little squibber here, swinging bunt. Basically, we just got three milestones here. First off, Batansis recorded his 500th strikeout. Did I say that right? I feel like I said I that. I think right. so. Something like that. So, as a reliever, that's pretty cool. I don't know the math on it, but I feel like he got there pretty fast. Yeah, I mean, 500 strikeouts, a, a, a good, like a top-notch starting pitcher would have a little over 200 strikeouts. So, I don't know. Two and a half years of Max Scherzer, <laughs> something like that. I, I I don't know how that translates. And the cool part was uh, I got to make a joke because it was Logan Morrison who he struck out. Logan Morrison and Gary caught it. So screw you, Logan Morrison, I guess. I mean, I, I'm over that. It's just fun to still poke fun at that, but right. who cares? I mean, if anything, Logan Morrison's going to be more famous for the guy who, who bitched about a home run derby than anything. But, yeah. Patances set him up. Logan Morrison, not a friend of the show currently. No, no. He's a listener, but not a friend. We got Jacoby gets the catcher's interference record. What do you make of this? Man. I'm going to ask you like a Michael K radio ESPN question. So what do you make of the catcher's interference, Jake? Is it a skill? Is it something he should be proud of? Is it bad? Is it a is it a bad part of his swing? How do you make what do you think thoughts on the the swing? Good or bad? You're gonna say good, I guess, because you're getting on base and like it's basically a hit, but I don't I'm I'm just gonna say good because unless you've heard differently, I haven't heard any allegations like Jacoby Ellsbury goes for this. No, he's just got a really late swing. Like, yeah, that would be like, that would be a terrible thing. If if people thought that you're trying to get on base, just start whacking the catcher in like his shoulder. (laughs) Like you're just really hacking at him. (laughs) Yeah. That'd be assault. That would be assault. That's assault brother. Um, I, I guess, yeah. Jacoby Ellsbury has, the latest swing ever. <laughs> it's impressive that he ever pulls the ball. And he stands far back in the box. Yeah. 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 Right. Next milestone. Joe Girardi got his 900th win as a Yankee manager. That's nine seasons. So he's averaging about a hundred, hundred wins a season, which is no, that can't be, it's gotta be 10 seasons. And he's averaging yeah. around 90 wins a season. That would make more sense there's not going to be an outlier out there that's like 150 yeah <laughs> so he's averaging around 90 wins a season i mean i could pull it up but and what's once i missed it and i it's probably even more than a swinging bunt but the yankees confirmed their 25th straight winning season this week something like that yeah you kind of broke up there but yeah 20 they since they're going to have a winning season they have now have 25 winning seasons in a row uh, I feel kind of odd, weird about that. It's definitely awesome. It's better than not having 25 winning seasons in a row. But the winning season as a benchmark in baseball is a can be very dubious because you cannot make the playoffs. And there's 160 games. You cannot make the playoffs and have a winning season. So, right. like 2000, like last last year, that was the winning season. 
our record was better. So it's kind of like the stats nice, but the reality isn't as nice as the stat. I think the reality is actually pretty nice. I think it's spoiled rotten Yankee fans a little bit, which I'm I'm happy about. But like think about that. You're saying last year wasn't wasn't a good year. But like imagine what it would felt like if it was like 15 games under 500. <laughs> like we we genuinely do not know that feeling. It's true. It's pretty true. All right. Let's move on. That's there's not that much swinging bunts. Let's go I, to the, I guess no, I I one more thing on that. Where do you I, and I know again the the Twitter world gets on them too hard, but if you had to and you don't have to start listening, but Girardi is a manager. Top five, top ten, top three. Well, he's Where do you, definitely top ten. Okay. And then his competition for top five would be between Tito, Joe Madden. Um, Roberts probably has to get some love in L.A. for the year they were, were having. <laughs> no, but that's too soon. You, It's too soon. Yeah. You got uh, Giants, San Francisco Giants. What's that dude's name? Bochi. Bochi and Sosha is pretty good. Yeah. He's, he's, he's in the upper echelon of managers. Like, right. if, if the Yankees don't re-sign him... He's going to get picked up so quick. Oh, yeah. And I know people love to hate him, but they just would love, they'll hate any manager. I guess, I, I, I guess that was my point. Joe, Joe Girardi, good. Good manager. Yeah. I still think he's managing pretty well. People, what he's doing with the bullpen, people just straight up are confused by it. They don't understand the situation. We can get into that. We'll get into that later. Um, yeah, we always end up there. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's move to Gappers. And Jeter drives one of the gap in left center field. Gappers. Like swinging bunts, gappers. So step further. It's not the big story, but it's uh, it's talked about. Gappers. So first and foremost, it's kind of even a little. The fines came out. Um, fines came out for the cheating. I wrote a blog about this. I'm starting to write blogs now. Uh, I don't know how many people read it. Probably not a lot. So I'll just tell you my my, my how I thought this went down. In the end... Red Sox got fined an undisclosed amount. The Yankees also got fined an undisclosed amount for sub th- for using a bullpen phone illegally in a previous postseason. So the way this went down, in my mind, the league went to the Red Sox and say, "Listen, you got caught red-handed, and you and they're like, yeah, we did, sorry, but they used their camera too. So go get them in trouble." And then they would looked into it. And they're like, oh, no, sorry, but that's like what they use to film the game. It's pretty normal camera. It's the S network. So, no. And they're like, but, but, but they used the bullpen phone back in the 2004 series illegally. Shouldn't they get in trouble for that? And the league was like, okay, fine, shut up. And the Yankees were like, yeah, okay, whatever. And then we got it. Undisclosed undisclosed amounts pretty hilarious. I I hope it's something ridiculous like one dollar or something like that. They said oh, it's all gonna go to Hurricane Harvey relief too, which is okay. a little more bullshit because it better be substantial enough to, for you saying you're sending money to Harvey. It better not yeah. be like a thousand bucks. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of over it yeah i don't even want to i didn't care at the time i don't care now anyone who thought they were going to get a serious punishment is an idiot you just like john Heyman saying that they should get games taken away what a dumbass 
I mean, he, he doesn't believe that. He's just the biggest troll. He right. tweets every game about how Girardi doesn't look happy enough managing. Sure. Like, it's a real problem. Next gapper. Thumbs down, man. Let's put him here. I didn't have him on the list, but thumbs down, man. That's a huge story. Thumbs down, man's becoming a, a big story. It's already, like, because baseball goes so fast, it has a already um, jumped the shark. Yeah. So when it initially happened, I think I was the first one to have the GIF on Twitter, but it wasn't that great of one. But I, I think I was the first one to get it out there because I did it with like 30 seconds. I said, this dude's a national treasure. Put him in a museum. Because it was. It was. It was <laughs> yeah. And then I said it was a spectacular display of displeasure or disappointment or disapprovement, <laughs> whatever it was. It was just amazing. Like, I know that it's jumped the shark, but to do that reaction live time and his body and like it just, it was all of it. It was so perfect. It was a perfect storm. And then um, Todd Frazier taking it and running with it and doing it on the bases. Like the next day when you didn't know he was going to do that and he did yeah. it, that was awesome. And then I even liked the next day when they were all doing it. What's that mean? I mean, are the guns out? The guns have to come back because Yes Network just interviewed the guy, the thumbs down man. And they right. asked him a bunch of questions like, what do you think of Gary Sanchez? And he didn't talk and he just did thumbs down. It was the most cringiest, bad, worst attempt. It just it just crushed it, jumped the shark. So they were doing thumbs down today, but I think it needs to go back to the guns pretty soon. I don't know, man. I I think thumbs down is going to be like the Yankees and everyone against us, like war cry. Yeah. Like, like that guy is the generic – anti-yankee just like boo the yankees (laughs) and i i think they're gonna try to make that into like their rally call like yeah the the uh, the fake world against us type thing pretty funny because a lot of people don't know how to make jokes about it on twitter like bronx pinstripes guys and some other people were like doing the thumbs down as in actual thumbs down, like, Hey, the other team thumbs down, but like, but the joke is that thumbs down now means thumbs up. It's a confusing situation. It's everyone on Twitter is running with it wrongly. I think. I still think it's hilarious because if guy hits a double thumbs down, (laughs) Gary did Gary did double thumbs downs, but yes, network didn't show the front of him. So mad at him. Gotta get, (laughs) gotta give me that shit. Gotta get that. Uh, Yep, I like thumbs up. If they keep it, it's fine. I love finger guns. Either or, teams need that to go into place postseason. It's so stupid, but it's yeah. like there's psychology written about it. When I was a high school hockey team, we were in the state championship. I made shirts and we made custom hats and we wore them to every single game. And my coach demanded it. He was like real happy we did it. He's like, no, you guys have to wear those to every single game because dumb shit like that. When you just look around. And everyone's in the same uniform or shirt, outfit, like dressing up for your suit, like a high school basketball team wearing right. suits on game day. That shit means something more than just looking nice. Like you walk around the school halls and you're like, see other people in suits and you feel like a brotherhood connection. And you also are in game mode the whole day. Having little like the antlers or yeah. um, other teams have had the shaky hand. Teams have had them a lot, but they're, they're, very trivial, but they're pretty like big for camaraderie and sports and momentum, I think. Yeah. 
They've had the guns all year, so. You got it. All right. Joe changed the rotation um, to pitch Sonny Sunday, the game you were at, instead right. of CeCe. The reasons were threefold. A, this is what they said. They didn't want CeCe pitching on the turf in Toronto. So this pushes him. That makes sense. Yeah. B, and in retrospect, this didn't really pan out. We crushed the Orioles. Sonny doesn't get run support. Right. C, it makes sure that Severino doesn't pitch against Minnesota, and maybe they didn't want Sever the Minnesota to see Sevy before the wild card game. Maybe. I, I don't know where I stand on the third. First one makes a lot of sense. I don't know. It's Sonny had a good start earlier in the week. It, it makes sense for a couple other many reasons. Man, Sonny, Sonny was throwing the ball okay today. It was just the, the Clint fly ball started a bad vibe, and then a, a couple balls trickled through, a couple two-outs hits, and, you know, uh, an okay start turns into a bad start. I, I'm, I don't really – I don't think changing the rotation – I mean, you can say it kind of didn't work just because Sonny pitched bad, but I don't think it was the wrong move. I think it was a fine move. And, I mean, the Yanks didn't do anything against Ubaldo Jimenez. Ten so. strikeouts. Yeah. You balled, though. You think people say that to him? You balled, though? You balled, though, like because he takes off his hat. Like, <laughs> you balled, though. I hope so. All right, let's get to the big stinky cheese. Got some cheese, bud! Which is the main storyline. And uh, again, it's not anything specific. It used to be trades. used to be Gary getting, used to be the brawl. It is just uh, the division. Are we still in it? Because we did what we wanted to do this week. We won every series. Problem is, the Red Sox went toe-to-toe with us. Um, it, do, you put, do you put stock into this is an inch-by-inch race? Like if we took the game here today that's much different than like for me it there's a finish line and it's good yeah it, you're, it, it'll get closed you're, in soon but you're pretty sincere about that final series you're assuming the Houston sweep <laughs> the Yankees sweep and we just flip it at the end there i'm just saying it ain't safe Houston's going to sweep them where you got no I, I mean i don't sincerely think that's going to happen but I, I, I know what you're saying, though. It, it feels like it's going to happen in a bunch. Like, on back-to-back nights, the Yankees win two games, the Sox lose two games, and then all of a sudden it's one game. Where where right now it feels like it's pretty safe for Boston, but it feels like there's going to be that snap moment where it's not. Um, man, it's tough. I'm, I'm looking at the, the Yankees' past couple weeks now. I mean, they've had the past two weeks have been – winning weeks and then the week before that was what it was three and four but the three out of the four were taken from the red Sox. yeah and then i mean even before that they were playing baseball i mean they're they're winning a lot of series so yeah i mean the the indians clipped us during their you know historic streak so you can't really get mad about that um yeah, I I don't know, and I know we'll we'll talk about the upcoming schedule this week a little bit a little bit later. Um, I you'd like to think it's going to come in a chunk at some point. You got to give the Sox some credit, man. They're 
they're playing good baseball and they're keeping up. You think we still have the division? Because I, I think it's still a possibility, like you said. I'm still, I'm still like 33% on it. Um, it's, I, I, I would say the, the bigger thing of no, because it's, it's pretty much out of, not out of their hands, but more or less. The, the Yankees just have to play really good baseball, kind of hope for the Sox to slip at one point. I think, I think the big, <laughs> big stinky cheese. We've, we've danced around it a couple times, but we've talked about how it feels like the Yanks are for sure in the playoffs as the wild card when, you know, there's a couple times when they were only had a two game lead or something like that. This week, I think they bonafide are, are locked in the playoffs. They, I, I think they have a five or six game game lead total on being a wild card team, something like that. So yeah, by they're by the second team. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, they're they're in, they're dancing. I I know that was a question on Girardi's post game. Well, we've been talking about it, lining up the rotation. He said he hasn't thought about that yet, which is a lie. It is, is yeah is is BS to a degree. It's you know, right now they have two plans. Just win as much as you can. If for some reason the division does get out of reach, then you just line up Seve or whatever it is and go from there. If if in that final week it's it's one game or something like that, I don't I don't know. I don't know how much they're gonna dance around or I I don't know what the game plan is really. They the division's a much better situation. And yeah. Joe saying he hasn't planned it out yet is just a lie. Which I'll say that, Joe. A lot of people think that we are entitled to know. We're not entitled to know shit. Joe shouldn't tell us they're doing that. But in Cashman's office right now, there is a big picture of the entire schedule printed out that takes up a whole wall. And he's got pop school sticks with all the Yankee starters' faces on the top. And he's Velcroing them onto dates yeah. and figuring out <laughs> how to match up this wild card. This yeah, and it's that's what's going to be pretty wild is, you know, if if the Yanks are one game out and Severino's currently lined up to to pitch three days before the what would be a potential wild card game, do they roll with that or do they pitch him earlier another start? I I don't know. They're the the word in the dugout and you know it's kind of ignoring the elephant in the room. But right now they're just saying. Win as many games as possible, catch the socks, boom. Um, well, that's what they have to say. Yeah, they they have to say that. Um, it'll be an interesting week. Um, twins, twins at home, Blue Jays on the road. Well, we'll see. We'll we'll get to that a little later. We got it, baby. I mean, I don't really think we got it, but I, I think it's a more. I think it's more possible than not. Yeah, it's. It, we, and, and I think just, the Yanks look really good right now. Yeah, they're the the whole a lot of guys are playing very good baseball, um, pitching, hitting, and yeah, it's 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 waiting for that slip up moment. Um, and uh, you know, if again, if this was talking socks, they're saying you know this week is the week the socks go you know, six and one or however many games they have. And if the Yanks slip up, they'll finally feel comfortable. So we'll see. I we're, we're, we're in a good position. 
All right, let's move on to uh, awards. And the award. Awards. Thank you, Star. All right. We got our first award is the Pride of the Yankees. That is what it sounds like. Best player of the week, Pride of the week, however you interpret it. Can be either of those. Mine for this week. Pride of the Yankees. Pride of the Yankees. Pride of the Yankees. Todd Frazier of Tom's Rip in New Jersey. Todd, 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 Todd. Todd, 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 Todd. I had that lined up if he had a home run, but he didn't hit it. Um, Todd, baby. A couple things on and off the field. He gave a great interview with Michael Kay. I don't know if you heard that, but it was pretty good. Talked about how much, I mean, he's got to pander to the Yankee audience a little bit, but he is a hometown boy. How much he loved being here. Um, there was a little story Michael Kay said about how someone in the, the clubhouse was acting up and Todd Frazier was the one that said, hey, we don't do that here. We're a team, blah, blah, blah. So he's, he's vocalized. He's loved in the clubhouse. He's loved all over baseball. Said he wants to be a Yankee. He had a quote that I loved. He said, we're going for the division. And if anyone in that room starts thinking that we're not going for division, I think that means you might lose the wild card too. Which is, I mean, he's, you just got to win. Just got to win. Yeah. You, you, your mentality has to be, if it's in within reach, you have to win. So he said that. But then he also did it with the bat. I mean, Tampa Bay and Baltimore, six games. He had three home runs, uh, nine RBIs. Every time all his home runs come seem to be in decent enough spots where it's not – it's either giving us cushion, giving us breathing room, or giving us relief in the lead. Uh, so – you know, when he gets hot, he gets hot, and he was hot that last week. So good for you, Todd. He he has a like an old Yankee. T- <laughs> I know I always say old around Todd Frazier, but he has almost like an old Yankee team vibe. Like, you know, ag- again, at end of the year, a couple of his stats aren't going to be pretty. He's going to have a two fifteen average or something like that. But the dude still gets on base at a great clip. I think even having a good week this week, I think he had you know three homers, whatever he said. Um, 250 batting average, but he got on base at like a 430 clip or something. I, I so, and I like we've talked about all along is his defense looks pretty good. Um, this off season will be interesting to see how those contract negotiations go because, as much as uh, I I like Todd and obviously love the New Jersey stuff. You know, I think the Yankees would be in on a one year deal. I don't think he's coming, but. But I want but him. He, I, he can get. I think he could get a lot more at other places, but and not have to worry about Gliber Torres and stuff like that. So, um, but hey, we'll see. I love what he's doing. Oh, also the other thing was he took thumbs down, dude, and ran with it and turned it yeah. into a team building thing. So, go Toddy, go. That's what I gotta say. So Todd, you're my pride of the Yankees this week. Happy for you. Love you, kid. Your pride. Man, I am my. Pride, pride of the Yankees, uh, Sir Didi, Sir Didi Gregorius, and um, I, I got a shirt today for those of you that can see at home. Oh, little, uh, little, uh, little uh, jersey. Yeah, little jersey shirt. Um, and you know what, Didi's like, a, he's just a feared bat in our lineup. He had another beast week. I think he had, he had over four hundred with three or four homers. He did bad in the Tampa Bay series. He went over, but in the Baltimore series, in the four games, he had six hits with four runs, three home runs. Sorry, five runs, three home runs, eight RBIs. And the besides me getting the shirt today, 
I the the stat that put me over the edge for having Didi as my pride was Didi has 24 home runs this year while playing shortstop, which is tied for the Yankee record for most home runs. Someone someone asked us about that. Our, our thoughts on Didi. What does that mean? Does that mean Didi's really really good? Yes. Is it more so the fact that the shortstop position has changed and and baseball and baseball changed? Yeah. I, I, the important thing to know is, and I mean, it's it's baseball's problem all around, but I, I forget who I was talking to, but we're, it, it might have been our, our mutual best friend, Jeff Krause, but it might not have been either. <laughs> but, uh, shortstop for the Yankees, Jeter has made made kind of a quarterback for the Cowboys. You know, yeah. you're, you're – that's supposed to be like a known athlete in the sport, whoever it is. It used to be center field and, for the Yankees. Um, and, you know, the Yankees have a guy who's an all-star level player, but he's, he's not known almost at all. I, I mean, outside of New York. I think he's about to be. Yeah. And I, he's, man, he's, got a he's got a lot of the tools and I I actually remember he was compared when the Diamondbacks traded for him originally there was a Yankees guy in their front office that compared him to Jeter and I thought that was hilarious cuz it's it, a it's a lefty guy and he's not like Didi's not that like long Jeter frame and like just comparing it comparing any young kid to that is very nice but also like hell at the same time uh, but man, Didi's a stud. So I'm, I'm giving him, giving him some love, and I've, I've got his, his jersey now. So nice, go Didi, go. Love, gotta love Didi. He's a lunatic. Yeah, three home run, three games in a row, three home runs in a row, right mm-hmm. now. All right, Yankee motherfucker. You Yankee motherfucker. And if you can't figure that out, it's our worst player of the week. And also, me and Jake usually struggle with this, especially on weeks when we go four and two, and everyone did good. Yeah. So I did the easiest of the picking and uh, Sonny, you know? Yeah. I know we didn't give you run support. I know we never give you run support. I just don't, I just I hate the nibbling, man. I hate the nibbling. And the reason he was so good against the Rays is he threw to bats. Like they were, had a lot of scary hits at that, that game at City Field. We had a lot of good defense behind him. Yeah. Plays made. And he came out Sunday in the, in the first inning, first two innings, I think. Same thing. It was balls in play, quick innings. And then something bad happened that we'll talk about later. And then he started nibbling again. And it just, yeah, it's just shitty to watch a pitcher who he has strikeout stuff. He just doesn't use it how it should be used. And it's really weird because that stat that he's got the lowest ERA since the second half, like he's like the third lowest ERA since the second yeah. half, that does not correlate in my brain to the guy I watch on the mound. Because Sevy is so mean and dominant and a beast on the mound, and Sonny Gray yeah. is kind of this small frame, wiry guy, and he does, he's just he's, he's the opposite of intimidating on the mound. I know he gets the numbers and success, and I and I, I, this isn't like knocking him. I, he's a great number two on our team and a really good top of the rotation pitcher, and it's awesome that we have him locked up. I like Sonny a lot. I'm just saying the way he pitches doesn't match up with the numbers that throw out in my mind, like just the yeah, eye test. 
the the comparison that I heard earlier in the week when he was pitching that game was to David Cohn, and I loved it. Like he actually kind of looks like Cody out there. And they do and the same thing they, where they mix yeah, up their grips. Yeah, they they're same pitches but different pitches. They're always experimenting this that and like that kind of started clicking in my head pretty good, but you know, when Coney was out there, he almost had that like yeah, I'm I'm not an I'm a non-intimidating guy. Like I'm your friendly neighborhood <laughs> fella, but like he almost, when he was on the mound, he's like, but this is the place where I'm that dude. Like, um, I'm going to come at you and bully you for the next two hours. Cause that's what you would normally do to me. Yes. David Cohn definitely was like, this is my <laughs> domain. I'm in yeah. charge right now. And Sonny just doesn't really give me that vibe. I wonder, because like you've talked about his pace is brutal and you wonder, you can't pin that on the Yankees not giving him run support when he's not getting it. But Unless you're you talk, you talk to any baseball player, you know, when you're in the field, yeah, and you know, you just like when the game moves a little quicker. But I, I wonder if you like, do you address that as a pitching? I mean, not at this point in the season, but in the off season, you know, do they say, hey? You know, try try working quicker. I know that's they tried to do that guy who's nicknamed the human rain delay, or that was a batter. But the guy Trestle or some of his name, I can't think of it. Oh yeah, I know who you're talking. They tried Tra- to get Traxel. Yeah, Steve they Traxel. Yeah, they tried to get him to speed up, and he couldn't. He said, "I like I can't." Um. So I don't know. I I mean, I don't think it really goes to the hitting. Michael K loves that theory, but the defense definitely, like one hundred percent, that can mess your defense up. And, and again, we, we are being hypercritical right now. <laughs> oh, yeah, because he threw outstanding. We have to have a motherfucker. Yeah. He's yeah. the most recent guy that blew a game for us. So who's your motherfucker? I went, um, I, I was leaning Sonny just because <laughs> I mean, he technically got the two losses this week, which is hilarious because he was magnificent for uh, about seven innings at, <laughs> at City Field, which all of that sounds weird to say. But my my mother fluffer went to uh, Starlin, who he he was slumping hard this week, um, which again, it, you know, it's when you say motherfucker, you're thinking like bonehead plays or stupid or this that and the other. And he he was in a slump. Um, I don't know. Again, didn't really hurt the team too too badly. Four and hits he, in six games. Yeah, I think I thought it was under a hundred for the week batting average wise. I would bet, yeah. Um, and you know, that's and you talk about September and also players on the team. I mean, you know, Roto sitting on the bench saying I'm I'm a borderline three hundred hitter. So can't do it. I don't know. The team Oh no, you you can't bench him. I mean, a strategic day off. Yeah, he got one this week, but... Yeah, exactly. Castro, I mean, he went two for probably, I'm looking at like 27 or four for 27. He did really bad on the week, yeah. but it was a winning week because we got a lot of depth. and Exactly. Which is nice. So, and next week, I wouldn't be shocked if he comes out and takes over and someone else takes a back seat. Yeah. All Oof. right. My first award, award award is uh this award okay i just had it engraved on the trophy it's uh gonna need you to sit out a bit bud (laughs) and uh i said this in my post game recap i was actually pretty mean on twitter in general 
and I think I came out as, well, we've been teetering on this for a while. Clint Frazier has not impressed me. When he came up the first time, everyone was like, fell in love with him. And I felt like I was the only one who wasn't impressed by what I was seeing. To me, I saw like a little kid who was just way out of his element, struggling. He had a couple good hits, puts bat on the ball. You you didn't like his swing. I still don't. Did you see it today? Yeah. It's you you cannot until he proves me wrong, which I hope he does. Cuz I think if he hit if he he's obviously got a lot of talent. He got through all the minor leagues by like age 22. Super young. It totally proves me wrong, which I think he need, he needs to change that swing. That's the that's the most ridiculous swing I've ever seen someone attempt in the big leagues. I was I was out on it Briefly, I, you know, I, so here's where we were different. When we saw this team starting to come together and judge was having an MVP year and okay, we were putting the pieces of the team together. We kind of knew in the back of our heads that Clint wasn't going to have a full role on this team. However, it played out. He, he was going to have to be truly dynamic to, to really get a ton of at bats. And, um, I don't know, man. He's he's spazzy. He's too. He's like a golden retriever, man. Like it's just too much energy. I think we even said this like maybe a month and a half ago. Just tone it down, man. Yeah, compose I, yourself. That ball. I, what did that ball look like live? You were at the game, so you you knew we got a good piece of it, and you knew it was heading like towards a corner. So you know the corners at Yankee Stadium, you knew it had a chance, but. It it didn't. I don't know. I'm I'm not gonna say it didn't look like it was gone. It looked like it had a chance, but that's that's just not how you play that ball. Did you see the replay? Yeah, it was a oh, I, it was a pop up to the warning track. He could have ran under it, stood there, and caught it. He and I. He's just like in hero right. mode or nut job mode. He she he can't see another start down the stretch. I like that I. I I know that this sounds crazy. I don't think he can see another start down the stretch. I think that was that bad of a performance today where it's like, we don't need, we don't let Gardy, Jacoby, Judge play the outfield, let Holiday, Bird, Frazier, Headley rotate the three spots in the DH, the two spots in the DH and bench. And he'll, he'll, he'll get another start against the lefty, I'm sure. I'm sure of it too, but I don't, I, I wouldn't. It just, <laughs> You're you're absolutely right. We were we were saying it when when he was still getting a lot of love. I yeah. mean, I I was out for OVP reasons, but he uh, I I I think there is something special about his swing or whatever it is. Um, the bat speed special as in like my aunt Kathy special. I the dude's got a lot of talent. I I know I know it's he's looking ugly right now, but he. You're you're absolutely right. He just needs to chill out. I'm not out on him for the long haul. Like I still have him yeah. as part of our future. I think he needs like he needed to get his feet wet, but someone needs to sit him down and and just like chill the fuck out, man. Yeah. Stop being even like I, I said this months ago, whenever he fields a ball and picks it up, he's just like Right. There's no idea where to go with it. You were out on that, yeah, because he's like too jazzed up. <laughs> yeah, it's like he just he's like when I coached Little League 
and uh, one dude brought a bunch of Mountain Dew for these eight-year-olds to play Little League, and they like took infield and were just like spastic. It's like, oh, yeah. baseball <laughs> is not a game. It's not like football where you like go Brian Cushing and slam your yeah. your head into your helmet, and you're like, yeah. It's like very toned down, relaxed. Calm, yeah. calm yourself, Clint. And that's, uh, I, I think what made him act like he did with that fly ball today was in his head, he saw a fly ball down the line that had a chance to be gone. He's like, I'm going to rob this or run through the wall or whatever I got to do. No, no, just lazy fly ball, catch it. That's what I said. He was he just saw an opportunity where he might get a chance to be a hero and, and, and ran with it. All right, your next, your first award. My first award, and I, you know, we usually get, we try to get it as silly as we can for the awards. I've, I got a little heavy, and maybe it's because I'm having a long day. I don't know. I went with the uh, the One Swing Away Award. <laughs> and, it, and again, this it's going to Gary Sanchez. And this guy had another very good week. I, I think he had three homers this week and hit like four Hondi or something like that. And I, I guess what set me down when I was looking at the stats, what set me down this road is I was in the stadium today and seeing all the judge jerseys. And I was, I was hanging out near a judge's courtroom or whatever they're calling that out there. And and it, it was cool. I, I went to the game with a guy who was, it was his first time in Yankee Stadium, so that was kind of cool. I'm like, took his virginity on that. Um, but, you know, hey, <laughs> um, but he, he, he wasn't a big baseball guy, but, you know, he knew, I was like, oh, you know, the dude in right field that's judge, he's like a monster. He kind of sparked team this year. He's like, oh, yeah, I've heard a lot about that guy. And like, that's just cool. That's just, that's, kind of like the whole Yankee season was kind of formed because of judge. Yeah. You know, he, tra- he transcended this- the, the Yankees for a little, like he, his yeah. fame grew. What, how does this relate to the one swing away reward for Gary? So like we've talked about Gary's stats have been like pretty close to judge throughout their career so far. And I just feel like, Gary had the moment today where he was the last the last at bat. They intentionally walked Judge to put the winning run up, which blew my mind. I, again, because Gary's as much of a threat as Judge, if not more recently. And they bring him in against a lefty pitcher, and it's like, and like you said, this also would have been an, an opportunity to to gain a game. Mm-hmm. It would have been a four game sweep. And like that could have potentially been if if that had happened, we'd be going nuts this podcast. That we're winning the East, the Sox are done. Maybe give Gary the MVP, but no, it's and I, I guess that's just what it is for me. This this guy has done very close to what Judge has done, but he's not. He he doesn't have half the half the limelight, I'd say. And I know you're you're one of his biggest supporters and he's he's great el gary hat but uh i i don't know that's that's what that that was the root of my one swing away award well gary will never be like the face of baseball or able to transcend the sport like judge it because i mean as shitty as it is he doesn't speak english 
Right. Um, Judge is, and he's not a giant, and he's got a little bit of a bad rep, kind of. But, I mean, the baseball world is very much knows about Gary Sanchez. Like, he's all over all the stats, MLB accounts, right. highlights. Today, that at bat, I was live on Periscope. That 2-2 pitch, I said, Gary's going to swing at whatever he throws here. Yeah. Because it was 1-0, Gary didn't bite, then Gary tried his best to swing. But, you know, Britain's pretty good. Swung over, a fastball yeah. in. Then it's, I don't know what happened, but it got to 1-2, to and Britain threw a ball off the corner that could have easily been called a strike, could strike yeah. three. Yeah. So, so in that situation, you just saw a potential strike three go by, and you got lucky that it didn't get called strike three. So Gary in his head is saying, holy shit, I almost just went down looking when I'm here in a chance to hit, like, you know, go down looking in the ninth in that situation is bad. Right. So at 2-2, two, two, I knew it. Everyone knows it. Gary's like, I cannot go down looking again, and he is going to swing no matter what. And Britton knew it and put a ball way in the dirt, and he chased. I mean, it's just how baseball works. It's shitty the way it went, but Britain's yeah, really good. Britain knew the situation. If you take a potential strike three looking, you're not going to take another pitch. The the way I looked at it, and I'm and I'm pretty sure it was this way, was that he he only swung at pitches middle in that at bat. Because you're right, he could have been called out on that one. And there was another close one or one he let go by that was pretty juicy over the outside. And I think he was he was just straight looking middle in that at bat. But I. I don't know. He's he's a transcendent-ish type player, which I know is almost an oxymoron. Who's who doesn't get half the love? So that was the root of my award. All right. Um, love you, Gary. My next award, my final yep. award, because Clint already got the. Gonna need you to butt out, bud, or whatever the hell it was. This award is for. Uh, hey, keep scoring runs. Yeah. And that goes to Aaron Judge. His bat's yeah. back. I think in the last 15 games or something like that, he's hitting a reasonable average. Listen to this. In his last one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten games. In his last ten games, five, seven, ten, fourteen runs. He's scored 14 runs in his last ten games, and he doesn't he doesn't have a lot of hits at all. But his walks are turning into runs. So keep getting on base, Aaron. Keep running the base as well. And keep letting your teammates hit you in. He also had six RBIs this week, but they all came in that one game against the Orioles, two home runs. Hopefully his, right. hopefully his swing's back. He had a really good at-bat in the eighth inning or seventh inning of the game you were at where he went 0-2 to lead, off, lead it off and then took to 3-2 and then roped what looked like it was going to be a home run, but it hit the wall. Yeah. So that was a nice at-bat. But keep scoring runs, man. Get on base, score runs. That's why in the two-hole, it kind of makes sense. Yeah, that was that was kind of the slump breaker idea that we missed for a little bit. You know, keep keep using that OBP towards the top of the lineup, which, again, a baseball traditionalist seeing a 6'8 monster up there in the two-hole is kind of funny. But, um, yeah, we'll uh, – We'll see. He's, he's getting a little better. He still finds himself in so many two-strike counts. But he's 
I don't know if he's great at being aggressive early in the count. I, I don't know. He's, what do you think about his MVP chances? The numbers. I mean, I'm I'm still high on them. I think he's I, got it, man. The the only the only thing he doesn't have versus Altuve. Altuve has a higher batting average and more stolen bases. It's nuts and a testament to how much batting average doesn't really tell you a story at all. Altuve's yeah. batting average is 40 points higher than Aaron Judge's. Aaron Judge yeah. has a higher OBP and more runs scored. And yeah, those are the two things you would think average would get you. But it, yeah. doesn't, it doesn't tell you the story. It's it's going to be funny voting. I know I'm I'm further into the nerd world of, of baseball than you are, but I think Andrelton Simmons has the highest war in the AL this year so far, something like that. Um, and they're still talking about Trout too. It's the voting. The voting is going to be very ugly because of, I mean, because of Judge's slump, because of I think I mean, the, the slump does hurt him. Houston's been out of the. I mean, Houston kind of ran away too early, and they've just kind of haven't been talked about too much. And at the same time, Altuve, I mean, he part of him is the heart and soul of that team, but it was it's Correa. I yeah. mean, Correa's kind of the, <laughs> the the small, ugly guy. I mean, Correa's the tall, pretty boy. Um, I I don't know. The the voting's going to be ugly if. I, I think Judge should take it, like almost in a in a very sincere note. Um, I, in a non-sincere Yankee fan vote, if Porcello got the freaking Cy Young last year, give Judge the MVP because that that drove me up a wall. Don't even want to talk Rick about Purce- it. Rick is garbage. All right, I was just counting how many games we have left. Thirteen games left. Wow. You know, you know my. A gut reaction to counting 13 games left it's just sadness man just baseball's gonna be over now man you got the best part of the year coming up i know but not here it's still 85 degrees here but yes playoff baseball football october's the best part of the year for sure how intense playoff baseball gets is so awesome if if you're a baseball fan and you get it and just what's going into every pitch every pitch Playoff games is awesome. The wild card last year, the Yankees weren't in it, and I loved it. Game seven right away. Yeah. When your team's in it and you lose, that's terrible, but. Worst. But as a fan, spectator, game seven right away. Crazy. So the series against Minnesota is going to be pretty big. We don't have our best pitchers going. We got Jaime, then CeCe, then Tanaka, I think. At the stadium. I was, I, I've got my last award. Oh, shit. Sorry. Go. Big old jerk. My last award goes to Tommy Canely because of something you noted is that homeboy listened, listened to Poppy Gordo and he started reverse pitching. <laughs> reverse and pitching. Good way to put it. He went, um, I think he went like 4.1 innings this week. No earned runs, something like that. But more importantly, his last two outings today, today he looked dominant. Yep. And he 
like my my original thought process from a, a tweet from whenever it was, he uh man, his changeup, you know, is is low to mid nineties with decent movement. But when it's working off of his fastball, it almost tees up the change up a little bit. And I was saying, well, shoot, why don't use that change up as your fastball? And when you need an out pitch, dial it up to one Oh one. And he was doing that a little bit. I will say today he did his last, I think his last pitch, he threw a dirty change up, uh-huh. which that was, that was pretty cool. He's, I don't know. I don't want to say enigmatic. That's a little, a little dramatic, but um, I don't know. It, I, in my head, it made a lot of sense at the time, but then I, I thought maybe I was being a big idiot because I'm bad at baseball, but I think it makes sense. Yeah. It was a blowout. So Coney or someone on the, on the, on the yes, noticed it. Like he's using his change a lot. Um, so he could have just been working on it. Uh, something we should talk about that. I've been that everyone that is like the talk of Twitter because we were blowing out the Orioles every single game. And I ever, at the end of every game, Joe brought in a pitcher and everyone had to fucking complain and cry and then ruin my time on Twitter in what's supposed to be a fun blowout. And we're just complaining. Here's was my explanation for why Joe's doing the bullpen the way he is. Most teams have two top end guys, right? Last year when the Yankees had three, it was unreal. It was crazy. We had three shutdown arms. No team has three shutdown arms. So usually teams have two. The Yankees have five. Now you want to be like, Camler's not that good, blah, blah. They'd all be one or twos on any other team. More or less, yeah. All of them. So we have five shutdown relievers. We're blowing teams out. How is Joe supposed to get all five guys routine rest and steady innings? We have two weeks left. He doesn't want them to miss a whole week. And then, so they're going to pitch in blowouts. There's, I mean, yeah. we'd have to be winning every game by two or three runs. And our pitchers going six innings. Like every single game would have to lay out like that for us to u- need all five of them. Be, yeah. be able to use them in the spots they're supposed to be. So these guys are going to pitch in places they're not supposed to be pitching. Yeah. But everyone's freaking out. Today, down 5-1, he brought in Brian Mitchell, who gave up one run, but then went three innings, one run scored. Do you think he shouldn't have done that? Was that a sign that we get through? Was that a white towel wave in? or? It's a 5-1 game. I mean, that's that's where I still stand on these other bodies in the bullpen. They still have to get out there at some point because of the whole argument we had. You know, you don't you don't want to use one of those guys, and it come you use them back to back days. They don't have their juice. Um, Brent Mitchell did fine today. I mean, he he's not the reason they lost the game, and he it's three innings that you know, Robertson or whoever else it may be, Chad Green didn't have to pitch. So I'm 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 not in on that. What are your thoughts on Anduhar being called up? He'll he'll get a couple at bats. I, I think it was uh it he was got, interesting. He got they said, one. Uh, when they brought in they brought in O'Day. Yeah. The the Orioles did and they were talking about you know, the plethora of righties on the Yankees bench because um, they they were sitting against Uvalde, Uvalde, Uvalde though. 
You're bald though. And you know they they mentioned Anduhar. It's <laughs> I don't know for me. I, I mentioned I get into the geeky stats, but I still love like the the traditionalist baseball that like. And I would I would love to know the actual statistics on it, but Tory Tory was known as the master of it of, you know, not necessarily picking the guy that sticks out as the best bet on the bench, but you know, uh, you know that guy had some good pep in his step. Let me get him in that bat today, and he comes through, like that. That's I feel like that's going to be Andujar. Like, ah, uh, they got a tough lefty in right now. You know, Bird's coming up. We got to pinch hit someone. Throw the kid out there. Let's see what he's got. Like along those lines, the one question we got this week. I don't know why no one asks us questions, but you guys are usually guys are usually better than that. We got a bunch of reviews though. Yeah, it was nice. Oh yeah, thank you. Reviews. We got to questions. We got to twenty-one reviews. I asked I asked you guys to help us get to twenty. I won't ask you to help us get to another number. For at least today, I won't ask you. But thanks. But you can do it if you want. But I won't. I won't ask you. I appreciate getting us to 20. I think that looks much better than 16. All right. The one question we got, which under the radar player can come up huge for the Yanks in order for a deep postseason run? Let's go Yanks. Let's go Yanks. LGY. Who do you got? So for me, like on a, on a nationwide scale, it's Chad Green. He's very not under the radar for the Yankees. Okay. I like but, that answer. But any other team tuning in to playoff games are going to be who the fuck's this guy, and then they're going to the world's going to be introduced to Chad Green. So that will be like the national storyline will be this guy, and, and Yankee fans will be like, yeah, he's, you know what I'm saying? They don't know yeah. him. He's been the best, but I mean that works because as a Yankee fan, who's under the radar? Who you say like Torres? You know what? And I. Again, I, I don't think you're going to love this answer, but it's it's actually what we talked about earlier. And I think it's Didi Gregorius. Because, again, I no think he gets no love. He's the starting shortstop for the Yankees. He's going to finish with mid-20 home runs from a shortstop, something like that. He, you know, his his end-of-the-day line could look something like 325 and 80. I'm, I'm guessing the RBIs. But, you know, a power-hitting... <laughs> good defensive shortstop for the Yankees. And, and this guy isn't like, I'm probably down, down, down playing it a little too much, but you know, baseball is a local sport and DD Gregorius isn't an, a known entity. And I, if, if he had a big playoff run, especially the, the dude's a hilarious personality, very talented and the, the shortstop for the Yankees. I, if if he had a big postseason, I mean, he would he would probably blow up, blow up. Oh, not like oh, not oh, not like ate a bomb. Not like that pizza delivery guy who got the bomb strapped on his head. Like he nope. Like Didi Didi has a big postseason. He's getting a subway ad deal. Oh, Mike Trout got yeah. a subway ad deal. So did Jared the rapist, yeah. child molester. Yeah, then then. But like Subway, Subway makes a move on someone. I think like a little too early to get them a little cheaper. Like they they, got they signed RG RG three, who's now playing men's league basketball. Didn't they Justin Tuck? Yeah, I think Tuck. So that's those are my goals for DD. Get that Subway deal, babe. All right. Um, I don't even know what we have left. Oh, picked off next week. We got three against Minnesota, and then three at Toronto. I'm gonna be honest. Um, 
at Toronto, I think is the hardest thing. We haven't played good there. Um, yeah. The Toronto team is a bunch of feisty fucks. So Minnesota, we'll do this quick because I don't want to get too deep in it. Minnesota, we're going to have a walk-off win in Minnesota. Wow. Calling it. They're well, it, they're at the stadium, right? Yeah, yeah so we're going to have a walk-off win. Okay. Um, okay, walk-off against the Twins. Man, I'm – I'm I'm actually the reverse. I think, like you said, Toronto. Toronto's now at the bottom of the AL East. They're out of it. We have a losing record you know, against they, them, though. They've yeah, and they've you know they've got some young guys in there. You were joking during the the Red Sox extra inning guys game about how you know the only reason they would be doing that is young young guys with a ton of scrap, which we said in the baseball world is actually a nightmare. Yeah, <laughs> you hate that. You just want the old guys. I'm swinging for the fence. Get me out of here. Um, <laughs> I don't know, man. The, the Twins are playing good baseball, and they're they're starting to become one of the last teams that's actually coming into play for that wild card spot. And like you said, you, you know, there's the theory they don't want to show them Severino because they could be the team we play in the playoff. The twins are probably coming in at the same time and saying, "Hey, these might be the guys we see in the playoffs." So let's so, let's fucking give them hell and you know send our shot across the, the bow. shot across the bow. Got to get it in. It's my phrase Bart, all day. Bart is throwing uh, the third game. Awesome. Yeah. Hey. Good shit. Um, I think that's all. You got anything else? That's it. That's all. Uh, no, I um. The uh, the 20, 25, 25 straight winning seasons and Didi's uh, Didi's most homers by Yankee shortstop are my, my my pretty much the only statistics I brought to the table today and my fun facts. So that's yeah. your fun fact. My fun fact is uh, Clint Frazier needs to go get some um, Adderall or something. Xanax, chill out. Yeah, Adderall, he shouldn't see another start. He he, he will. And he'll probably prove me wrong in said start, but whatever. Yeah. Just really like don't, don't, I don't like the way he plays baseball. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like Chris Archer. Um, I, I hate watching Chris Archer pitch. He's my least favorite baseball player. Not like his stuff or his pitches, just his antics on the mound are infuriating. You should see his teammate Ian Snell. Blake Snell. Blake Snell. Gross. All right, cool. Thanks for listening, guys. Rate, subscribe, review. Follow Jake on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter at at JohnBoy underscore at ESPN underscore Jake. Doesn't work for ESPN, though. But I got a movie podcast called Six Pack Review. Nope, Six Pack Cinema, if you want to go listen to that. And if anyone watches the show Outlander, me and my girlfriend just did an after show podcast on that, too. Fourth podcast of the day today for me. Love that. Your podcast guy. No one's listening. To it. Well, actually, a good amount of people listen to Talking Yanks. So I love you. All right. Thanks, love guys. You. Go Yanks. Have your, fam- have your family. Oh, we, we appreciate you, which makes me give a shout out to our most appreciated of the appreciated is Samantha, who was going to the Scranton Wilkes Bar championship game. Yeah. Hit me up on Twitter, said, send me some business cards, and she was going to put them around the stadium. I don't, I think they lost before the championship game, so I don't. I don't know if that happened, but it was the nicest gesture. Awesome listener. Awesome fan. 
Much, yeah, much. the fact that you guys would do something like that is incredible. And the other fact is that I went to a Yankee game and I I didn't do anything like that because I didn't even think I'd go. So I'm that's that's kind of just me being the worst. So you're a bad guy. Bad guy, good friend. Bad guy, good friend. All right, love you guys. Bye. Bye. Go Yankees. Go Yankees. Let's go Yankees.